Retro Counter episode 162, Golden Sun Part 2. I'm your host Leona McCallum and with me today, the same as last week, are Tris Mendoza. Hi everybody. And Keegan Lee. How's it going? Yeah, uh, so Solosi is still tied up in a box, but it's okay because I feed him a cube of cheese every three days. He's starting to break out, though. I'm starting yes. to see the crack. Well, he's, right. truthfully, behind the scenes, he's actually probably recording another podcast as we speak for next week. <laughs> he is. I think he is, because there's another one scheduled for today. Uh, but Golden Sun, I finished it. It was great. What did you guys think? I thought it was really good. I did not get to 100% complete it, though. No. I just didn't. I didn't have the time for the Crossbone Island. I was kind of sad about it. Uh, I'll talk to it when I got there, but I, I guess technically I'm not 100% complete either. <laughs> yeah. Trust, oh, but it was. Uh, you oh, completed oh, it, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, I did. And I don't think it was necessary, honestly. I mean, it's nothing. there's nothing there in the story. That's uh-huh. really important at all. It's just, um, you know, it's like those optional dungeons end game where you want to get the best stuff. Yeah, right. And so um, that's pretty much the only reason why you'd go through that place. And it's frustrating because it's just it's so many puzzles all in one area. It's, so I can understand why you guys puzzles, yeah. <laughs> and bosses. Yeah, yeah. No worries, but it was nice finishing again because um, I love this game and. So I, when I got to that ending with the song, and I was just like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> So tracking back a bit, we, we left last time just before we got to Lamakin Desert, right? Right. And it's quite an interesting dungeon. It's probably one of the more interesting dungeons in the game, I think. The whole aspect of heat and having to use Reveal to find these stone circles that have oasis in them. Oasis, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Oasis, Oasis, Oasis. Oasis? Oasis? I, I don't Oasis, know. Yeah, that's Oasis. I think. <laughs> yeah, no, that's an, yeah. Really, it was an interesting mechanic when I first played it because I think when I first played it, it was the first time I've ever encountered something like that. Now, I, it reminds me a lot of um. I don't know if you guys ever played Dragon Guard Three. No, but there's this no. one optional. I think I don't know if it's in D- D- DLC, but the dungeon itself is also like there's a, a magical sun that kind of saps your energy and you have to find shade i think so it's it reminded me a lot of that but i agree with you leona in saying that it is a very interesting it's a very little tick on the desert too like yeah it's kind of used to just trudging through desert dungeons like oh it's just a desert it's just landscape but sand textiles yeah right but this one takes it very literal and mm-hmm. it's kind of weird that you don't really see that type of interpretation when it's actually what you would think in a desert exactly yeah did you make it through yeah. okay i mean the hardest thing i found was actually try to find the damn gin in that place. Yeah. <laughs> uh. oh and the oh when you were because it was it was in one of the circles right yeah, one of the was, clusters it, you reveal it but I was like, I can't remember which I've revealed and which I haven't. <laughs> I kept going around in circles. Yeah. <laughs> and especially since um, they also get you with those ant lions, I think. Those uh-huh. quicksand monsters. And I was I hate it because as soon if you if you use reveal too close, it automatically just sucks you in, which is the whole point of quicksand. Yeah. But <laughs> can you give me a chance to run first? But it was good um experience points, so Yeah. 
And it, mm. it's not like a, no story development really happens in the desert. It's just a it's just a cool dungeon. Yeah, nothing really happens at all. It's just one just one area you need to get through. So mm-hmm. it's not really much to save aside from I did grind a bit there with the ant lions because uh, they respawn every time. Mm-hmm. So I kept using reveal at the same spot. Oh, see, I was trying to avoid like too many random encounters. Um, <laughs> I don't think I yeah. use uh, though. I don't think I use like the item that re- reduces encounters at once the entire game. I never bought one. Oh, the sacred feather. Uh huh. I never bought one. I probably should. I think I bought one in the end, and then I was like, oh. <laughs> I regret not by not having them at the end because I just wanted to kind of get through the game at that point. Yeah, that's how I felt. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's no... I, I was surprised that they didn't have um, synergy for, like, avoiding encounters at Golden Sun. <laughs> they do, they do. I think the Dragoon has it. Oh, they do? Oh, oh really? Yeah, because oh. my Garrett had it. He was a Dragoon. Was it avoid? Yeah. Avoid. Oh darn it! Yeah, because in um the second one they have it, but it's, it's like it's actually in the main classes. I never played around too much with the cl- class system this time around. I did change it up, but but not too much. <laughs> yeah, I, I was if I, I was going to talk about the class system because at the end of the day, I just I didn't I don't know how much it added to be honest. For me, yeah, I felt it's very risky. Like it is, then... yeah. Yeah, because then if you use, you know, it's good and when you don't use gin, but the moment you use a gin, you kind of you shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah, because you've automatically <laughs> lost that class. <laughs> like... Exactly. And it's, it's it's hard to justify. Like, I get it has, like, you know, it's, 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 it has its pros and cons, you know, in each. I, I kind of like that because they, 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 it prevents them from being too OP in the end. Yeah. Still, some are OP, but... Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if they didn't have those consequences, then you're kind of like, okay, you're just going to use one class and just go through. And that's why a lot of people still suggest that the best class is, you know, the monotypes mm. because you're not really, you're not losing a lot. No. Yeah. Compared to you doing um dual class or even um tri classes because yeah. that's a very big risk yeah i got ambitious and tried the tri classes and i was very confused for a long time. <laughs> See, I'll one gin summon and then i'm like all right what can i do now nothing I've lost half yeah of my no i lost 200 hp no yeah. <laughs> everyone's dying i feel like no, if you're using tri classes you just can't summon really no. right you can't you can't and people are saying you can get off summons easier when you spread out your gins. I'm like, yeah, but you can't even use them to summon to begin with. So sure, I don't sure. Know. If I lose fifty attack and defense points, sure, I could do that. But like, I, right. I could do the same. I could do, yeah, I could do the same damage with my regular attack. I used like mono classes, if I'm honest. I just kept everyone what they were. I, I experimented with the tri classes, but like, I wasn't really satisfied with what I was getting in return. Ninja had some cool moves, so that was probably the most interesting one because. It had like some unique moves to it, but like the white mage and the other, it was just attacks. You know, I was doing comparable damage, mm. just sticking mono, but you know, it's less complicated, right. less time in menus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the, the thing is, in this game, I feel like it's not really. It's easy enough that it's not really required. You know, like it's, mm. it's not really too demanding in terms of battle. No, it's <laughs> in not. general. That's why I feel like it, like that's I kind of well, I kind of like that too because then it really helps you just sticking with the monotype if that's your thing. Yeah. 
and they just have so many things going on for the battle like even the weapons themselves are enough to pretty much do a lot of you know damage and i love how even some weapons were instant kills (laughs) like it's easy enough that you don't really need to play around if that's not your thing yeah it's very it's, it's very much if you want to mess around you have this to mess around with yeah definitely but going back so after Lamakan desert you go to cali which is ivan's hometown i believe right so that's where ivan's from and mm-hmm. master hammett is from the person who, is who got in, kidnapped at the very beginning yeah. the very beginning of the game. him <laughs> yeah <laughs> Hamlet. Hamlet, yeah. And I thought like, it was Hamlet at first too. Hamlet. <laughs> uh, but you, you meet Hamlet's wife here in Cali, and she's very she's she's being she's sending money to the kidnappers, hoping it will return her husband to her. But of course, they're just taking the money and have no intent of ever releasing Hamlet back to her. It's pretty much the stop you need to go to because it's a port town. Yeah. And so that's why you end up being in Calais. And it also introduces, like, again, it, it's hard to say. It's not, I don't know if it's, it's, it's Ivan's hometown. It's more like he's he was oh, taken there. You're right. Yeah. Was, because um, we don't really know Ivan's backstory. Mm-hmm. So it's just Hamlet, Hamlet, Hamlet adopted. <laughs> adopted ivan um and but this is where you also i don't know if this is the part where you know more about ivan's past is this the part where he she tells you more about this yeah she does she does yeah yeah because she says um you don't you shouldn't have to rescue hammett because you have an um you have to fulfill the prophecy that apparently this jupiter adept gave hammett you find out how Kali came to be and it was because of this um kind of like business insight from this Jupiter adept mm-hmm. and in exchange for that Hammett was you know supposed to find Ivan and give him the shaman's rod because right. they are linked together and um it's pretty much setting up a very very murky backdrop <laughs> and you're kind of wondering how this Jupiter adept knows I mean Jupiter adepts have very good prom- um, premonition skills like um Hama so I'm assuming that's how they, f- how that Jupiter Depth knows. I'd assume so. I don't, I even, assume I don't even know if it might be Hama herself. I don't know. I forget. But um, that's what I was thinking I about. I kind of got those vibes. So then you end up boarding the boat, and the boat itself is pretty. I don't. I love the it's the a, boat. It's a fun little scene, right? It's because yeah, I just love that little. Um, that little cut, those cutscenes where you know they're off to sail, but then the guy steals the anchor. Yeah. <laughs> that that whole just... anchor bit is just so weird. That is not a good captain. Like, oh. <laughs> we literally cannot leave unless I have my little anchor. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm wondering how heavy it is. Or like, I know it's a charm, but like, I want to know like the size, the dimension. I like, like is to it think a, it's a little anchor? earring or something like that. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I was like, what's so important about this anchor? And then you have to find it, which, I mean, if you do mind read, it's literally... I did, I, did I just, like, mind read the guy, and I was like, okay, it's on the it's on the little bird's nest. So I was like, okay, I'll just go up there. And that was that. Yeah, so it was, you know, it was a little funny exchange, but I love, I love the boat scene just because, um, 
of what happens because uh, you end up getting it. So we're now on the boat, uh-huh. and you get attacked by um, monsters because of the synergy stones falling from the sky. It turns you know all those monsters crazy. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is you're kind of tasked with managing the oarsmen. Mm-hmm. And I love that. <laughs> I just love, I don't know, there's so many combinations you can do. So what happens is there's um there's a group that you meet back in, was it Biblin? Or I forgot, no, was it? I forgot where, but I it's think, in one of yeah. the old towns. Yeah. And so there's like a, a tour group that's going to Tollbeef to watch the Colosso. And so you bump back, you bump into them again when you're on the boat. And it's hilarious because um you get attacked by a set of waves of monsters and in each wave an oarsman gets injured. And so you have to ask one of the passengers to take their spot. And it's just funny because you just get the biggest complaints. They are such a bunch of mourners. (laughs) I know. I specifically picked everyone who moaned the most. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you're annoying me. You're going in the dock. Oh my god. I, I love <laughs> And an old man. I specifically chose the old man. Oh. <laughs> Just to be cruel, I don't know. Right. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but this is actually the first instance where you can get to Crossbone Isle. Um, is it? What happens? Yeah, so they give a little bit of like hint towards it because the captain says that make sure that you balance out the oarsman power because if you don't, you'll um if one side is too much stronger than the other, we might veer off course. And so if you don't balance it out, what happens is you end up in Crossbone Isle and you can do parts of the dungeon at that point. You can't do all of it because you need certain synergy for some of the areas Mm -hmm. that you don't have yet, but you can do, I think the level level five or level six when you get there from the boat. Wow. I never knew that. The, the game is good about like having you, a couple of optional places you can go at certain points. It's definitely, mm-hmm. it's definitely non non linear in some points, right? Because even when you get to Calais, um, you can go back now to Vault and yes. Vale since the bridge is fixed. And I don't know if Keegan did to get back that um that uh-huh. that bin. Did you Keegan? <sighs> did to you? get the gin back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Did you visit your mom? Did you yeah, good boy. <laughs> I just walk it back in and I see that color palette and I'm just like, ah. Uh. <laughs> like again. Uh. So you end up at Tolby, which is, I would say it's the biggest it's the town biggest time, in yeah. the game oh, yeah. so, so far. There's a lot going on there and um, you... Pretty, it's a the area of the um the Colossa, which is a I, I like to call it a gladiator tournament because they look like gladiators. Yeah, they wear gladiators. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So it's pretty much yeah a gladiator tournament where you know fight to see who's the strongest. But what happens is you as soon as you get there, you find that there's um there's a the ruler is missing. Yeah, Babby. His, his name is Babby. What a name. And the uh, pretty much tournament can't really do go like complete completed until he's back. So you end up being tasked with finding him, mm-hmm. and then they give you a hint to look at this certain cave called Atmiller Cave. Yeah, because he goes there a lot. Because he goes there a lot, yeah. and then 
and then you also get the like the idea that he's um Iodem, which is his, his pretty much his assistant or right hand man, yeah, says that he has the ability to he's disappeared right in front of his eyes before. So that's like that kind of gives you an idea of what you're dealing with. <laughs> and if you go further into the cave, you stumble upon. I always think it's like a guy in a blanket for some reason. I don't know why every time yeah, I see like, that white outline. Like of him, Harry Potter, right? It's like the invisible cloak. I, I like that's why in the notes I put Babby and the Philosopher's Stone because like it's about <laughs> Babby and his quest for this elixir of life, and he's got an invisibility cloak. It, right? It's all Harry Potter. <laughs> right? It is all Harry Potter. It's literally Harry Potter in Golden Sun. Yes. I don't even. I don't know which came out first. But I think. I don't know. I think. I think oh. Harry Potter came out first. Yeah, like, it's like late Yeah, and this the Harry Potter yeah. is the nineties. Yeah, but right. uh, you 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 kind of like happen upon his invisible body that is groaning, and it's just a yeah, little white outline on the ground. Okay, I'm gonna say this puzzle was hard for me. I don't know if, any, if anyone here knows this, but I'm colorblind. Oh yeah, same here. <laughs> Are you colorblind? Did oh. you did you struggle with this puzzle too? I struggle with anything that involves colors. Yes, yes. <laughs> There's two puzzles in this game that really involve color a lot, and one's near the end of the game. But this one was the first one that was like, oh yeah, that... the the colored rocks. I was like, hmm, what am I doing? I had to get my boyfriend to do it for me. There comes a point where I just give up a puzzle, and I'm like, I can't physically do this. Yeah, right. Sometimes. Rem- well, at least for the cave one, I, they tell you the order of the rocks but the thing or where the rocks are but the thing is the wheel itself is also just colors just colors yeah yeah so you need to know to hit you need to know uh, that's yeah that's and i read cool. i read one guy that says use reveal and you will see the colors of the rocks and i'm like also also does not help oh <laughs> uh, yeah because i forget who tells you that the colors of the rocks are this 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 and this and then yeah. you have oh no babby tells that, you babby that tells the you in that cave yeah you go through like three floors of dungeon and i'm like what were the colors again if yeah <laughs> Oh, anyways, let's go back. I want to go back to Babby Roka. I don't yeah. like him. I really I find him very selfish. He is. He and, is yeah. And we help him and, for like no real reason, really. Right. I really don't know why they agreed to helping him because one, he he held a, a Sheba, which is you find out before he he held her as hostage so that the Lelevarians or whatever I don't know what they're really called. But yeah. I know people from Lelevero would help him. And building his lighthouse. Uh-huh. I and, mean he gave her back. <laughs> I know that makes it fine. So, so no harm, no foul, you know? <laughs> There's already been rumors that he's uh, they're saying that he's 150 years old, and you find out that the rumor is true. And the reason why is because he back way back when he stumbled upon this ancient civilization called Lemuria, which is pretty much Atlantis. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. It's the, the Atlantis that the Japanese people like to use a lot. Lemuria. That's an old right. Ones. It's like instead of right. Atlantis. Oh, wait, it's really? Always, yeah, it's always yeah. Lemuria yeah. in Japanese games. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I never noticed that. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Huh. And so Lemuria itself is um, a civilization that uses that knows synergy, has knowledge of the past with them, and so he stumbles upon it with the ship one time when he gets. Um, a hundred years ago, he finds it, and then he ends up stealing. Not even, not even asking for permission. He ends up. I think he's stealing the drought. Right? He takes it without permission. I don't know. I don't know he, if I read that part. I don't. I don't know if he. He I didn't know. steal it. Anyways. He found it. Yeah, finders keepers, losers sweepers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm immortal. Well, he, 
Yeah, so the the Lemurians are. <laughs> yeah, so the Lemurians are. They they don't age as fast as yeah. as the normal people would, and it's because of this drought. So it's it just slows the aging process. It doesn't become. They don't become mortal. So, but what happens is you're tasked of finding this civilization because Babi's drought supply is running out. Mm, yeah. And I, I honestly wanted to be like, no, you can go die and <laughs> can, yeah. be buried with your sins. Like, I was like, <laughs> your sins. Uh, you're harsh. I was just, I was no, I just really never liked Babi. And I was just, every time I see him, I'm like, you're a horrible ruler. Like, <laughs> but. It kinda feels like to me it's like i feel like we're not supposed to like them because to me they kind of represent that excess of wealth mm. and everything you know, kind of jerks and we came from you know the other continent with veil and like all these kind-hearted people living simple lives yeah. and then here comes the big city or the closest thing to it yeah yeah it's, it's complicated because like i feel like the protagonists themselves seem totally fine with bobby they don't really question him a lot but like his right. actions are constantly suspicious mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but um yeah his whole draft of eternal life is it's not it's not the same thing that Craden was talking about at the very very start of the game they say it's a it's a different thing it's not eternal life it's just the slowing down of the process right and then we find out Craden's real purpose in the game <laughs> yes it's <laughs> this is all just for babby and, and yeah, yeah. And, and I'm and now my my hatred towards Kraden even grows. <laughs> I, I, I feel vindicated all the more. <laughs> I feel vindicated. Yeah. Like, why is the scholar so selfish? And you go, and you're, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. right. Oh, really. like, so deep. <laughs> it's got all these character motivations. Right. He comes from a whole town of people willing to throw children to the wolves. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Uh, and I, I like the scene too because I don't, I realize now that out of the four main characters, Garrett is really the only one with a really kind of like developed or more refined personality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's yeah. very you know he calls things out, he says what's on his mind, and sometimes he's like the voice of reason on a lot of cases. He's like, are you are you serious? Yeah, he's not he's not the hothead. He's like the rational one, and that's right. Quite, it's kind, it's of, quite it's kind of hilarious, like seeing Garrett. I was like, oh my gosh, I totally am Garrett right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> but when so, you actually finish the the, the Babby's dungeon, it's he conscripts you into the tournament. Like he says, he, yeah. He's pretty much says that you've proven your worth. Uh-huh. But even though we didn't really express any interest in being <laughs> yeah. in this tournament in the first right. place. I wanted. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're going to pet me to the death? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, um, no, I don't want to be part of this tournament. But, I mean, it's it's a very nice tournament because I love how you can um, cheat. <laughs> you're cheat, you're cheating much. this tournament. It's unfair. <laughs> But it's so cool. I know it's really funny. It's, it's like, oh, let me just use my um, synergy to help Isaac out right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It's actually one of the best parts in the game, to be honest. When you're, really you're, when you're picking just what adepts you're going to put in which puzzle to help Isaac, you know, reach his target faster. It's it's really quite fun. Yes, and the thing is, it's also very strategic because in the first stage, it's 
you know, it's very, I think there's four stages and you have three different characters. So there's only one stage that you won't use anything. But then as this, as you get further into the rounds, there gets more and more stages and you have to choose the best area that the character would work with. And you also have to rearrange their um stuff a bit because you need one that needs to have halt and yeah. then needs one that has to have growth. Yeah. So it's very like, you have, really have to pay attention to the actual layout of the it's actually it's weird because you end up being forced to think about design in this mini game or yeah. you know which is not really something that most games ever do it's you kind of think you kind of see it but you don't ever be forced to think about it like in this way so and it and it really does showcase i feel like this is the best place to so um, it showcases synergy and field abilities the most yeah because it just it's very it's everything's all there and you're like, okay, you need to do this here, you need to do this here. So it's very, I kind of wish they put it, I don't know, earlier so that you have a better idea of what to do, but yeah, I can get see used why. To the idea of swapping around your synergies and right. getting access, but you know, it's, this is quite near the end of the game at this point, this tournament. Mm-hmm. But then you do get, um, I think the reward itself was kind of meh. Like, I'm like, I don't want more encounter rates. Okay? Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> you yay? No. <laughs> no, I was like, no, thank you. Like, I'm serious. It's a hat so unfashionable the monsters want to attack you even more. Right? <laughs> I was like, I went through the cave for you. I <laughs> almost died at the freaking Coliseum. Yeah, you don't. And you give me a lure cap so I can die even more. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not even the invisibility cloak. It's it's you have to go ask him specifically for that. Like, and even then, right? like, I'll let you right. borrow it, but I'll not give you it. <laughs> It's mine. <laughs> I was like, "Do you want me to look for the the, the Lemuria, or do you yeah, want me seriously. dead? Like, which 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 is it? Like, it's <laughs> uh, uh, so Babby like puts you on like another quest. We have so many quests going on at the same time. I feel <laughs> like it's like you're going to save Jenna and Kaden. You're also getting back these elemental stars, and now you're also looking for Lemuria all at the same time with really no motivation to do so. Other than to help Babby, who is, as established, not a great guy. <laughs> it's like, why are we doing this to ourselves, guys? I don't know. I have... <laughs> oh, and Good also question. Ivan's sort of like history as well. Like That's a quest that's going on as well. I like to believe that Isaac's just too awkward and nice to say no to people when they ask him to do something. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, all they're, all they're just like, I'll take your silence as a yes. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> uh, I, I guess. <laughs> So like after this part, you can either go continue the story, or you can do what I did, which was go to Lumpa and do this optional dungeon where you use the cloak, and you. It's it's interesting, like uh, how, and you have to use this invisibility cloak to stay in the shadows. It only works in the shadows, and if you get spotted, you'll be kicked all the way back out of the fortress, which is quite frustrating because sometimes you have to walk in front of people. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you don't know if I'm su- if you're supposed to or not. Oh yeah, that that fortress was pretty. I was getting frustrated because I did, and it's it's weird because the, you don't really know the, uh, where the de- detection area is. Mm-hmm. Like you would assume that it's in where you hit the light area, yeah. but it's not because um, even when you're not cloaked and you're in the shadows, they still spot you, and I'm like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> like one step, and you're just like caught you, and I'm like. 
can we just battle? Like, <laughs> why do we do this? Like, I can beat you. Yeah, I, I, I will murder all of you. I do not care. Yeah, no, I, these are the rules. I know. I was like, I can just, can we just have the option of like, hey, let's battle. I'm like, I'm down for that. But getting picked out every single time was getting infuriating. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it was frustrating. I was, and the thing is, um, they don't really tell you there's a difference between, you know, it shows you um, the brigands that are that kick you out are green, and then the regular ones have like a reddish and brown, you know, color to them. Obviously, I did not notice that. <laughs> right, because like, they me, don't tell me, you. Me and Keegan are colorblind. <laughs> right, and, and they, right, and they don't even say anything about like, oh, they're gonna kick you out. They they just do. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, so it was a uh, that dungeon. I mean, I'm glad it's optional. Uh-huh. The whole story with this town is that Donpa, who is, like, a great thief that everyone respects, even though he's a thief, he's sort of like a noble thief, I guess, mm-hmm. has this, and it has, apparently his dad, Lumpa, founded the town. And it's been, like, a den of thieves for whatever, how many years. But Donpa's son, Dodonpa. 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 It's time to do children. It's just add the first two letters of my name yes. and continue it down. It's a, it's a family tradition starting now. And his son, Kiki Keegan. Uh, oh my god. It's like it's like Digimon or something. Okay. <laughs> just the, a, Donpa Digivolve to Dodonpa. Oh but uh, they say that they say that Don spoiled his son. Yeah, and that's why he's a, a psychopath. I don't know. Is, is he's that, a brat. Is that what he's happens when you spoil your son? He's a brat. For the... But he's, he's a, this is where this is the part where you can rescue Hammett. Ivan, yeah, Ivan's master. Man. Yeah, Ivan's mm-hmm. adoptive father, even. Yeah, you defeat Todonpa. It falls mm-hmm. on top of Dodonpa <laughs> <laughs> as he's trying to sneak behind you to stab you, I assume. I think he's trying to push you in. I don't know, something. Try to do harm to you in any case. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. we forgive him instantly. Oh, but you get the option to not forgive him, really. But, like, I think after what he done, he gets off pretty easy. Yeah, because then. Uh, Donpa comes in yeah. and lectures Todonpa, uh, Dodonpa and <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm getting confused. <laughs> the father Why did they do this? comes in to lecture the son. There you go. Yes. <laughs> to lecture his son Todonpa? Is that right? <laughs> Dodonpa. To lecture. Uh... Oh my gosh, this is this is confusing. The father, yeah, the father comes in to lecture the son, saying, finally, these people have come to stop you. And I'm like, you could have stopped him yourself by being a father. Like, yeah. uh, who knows? Like, I don't understand. Like, he says, like, none of the bandits here, like, obey me. It's like, how bad a uh, leader right? were you? Every single yeah. one? How did right? that happen? <laughs> like, how did you lose your loyalty? Like, <laughs> like that. I don't get yeah. it. <laughs> and the thing is, he was lauded as being a good thief or a noble thief so i'm pretty sure he had a loyal fan base behind him because he was doing good for the people and i'm like 
so where are those people now? They they can't be all dead because you're still alive. Yeah. So uh, I was just very um, taken aback by that like story. Mm-hmm. But you do need to do this. If the thing is, it's optional. But you do. I will say that you do need to do this dungeon if you want all of the gin. Yes. You because do. you can only you can get um, the only way to get one of the water gins is through. The father. Yeah, I almost you... said Todonpa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you go up to his room after it. Like I, here, I did. I didn't know that, so I left this dungeon like completely, and then went into another dungeon. It's not until like I got near the end of the game, it's like I'm still missing two gin, one earth one, which I had to go to crossbow Isle to right. get, and the water one. I was like, where did I miss it? And then I read back and I walked through, and it was like, oh, <laughs> but yeah. You finally you, you save Hammett. We go all the way back to Calais. He sneaks well. He sneaks in through a secret entrance round like somewhere. Yeah, the Calais tunnels. Yeah, and and you learn a bit more about Ivan's past if you do this side quest, right? To, yes. But we can continue back to the main story. And the next town you visit, like you have to go across a little passage. I got confused. I went to the Gondolin Cave again because I thought that's where I had to go. But no, oh, uh-huh. uh huh. So I was like, "Where am I going?" But it's like <laughs> you went a, back. It's a, it's a little bridge uh, called Gondolin pa- Passage, and you meet Iadem, and he's with you for the rest of the game, really. But he doesn't do anything. Yeah, he's like one of those support members. That's like those. Uh, what's it called? The it starts with the. He just he just hitches a ride with you pretty much. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. Oh, caravan. 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 Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but Suhala is the next town you visit, and it's not a very important town. Nothing really happens here. I would say, I get I, I got here, and everyone was like, "You must have been blown here by a tornado." And I was like, "No, I just walked here. <laughs> what tornado? Yeah. I've not been to the desert yet. <laughs> Why would I go uh, to the?" Why would I go to the desert that's after the town before I visit the town? That's not how RPGs work. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't know. For me, I, I I love Suhala. I don't know. And this is just me making like um, like conjectures and stuff. This is nothing spoily. But I, for okay. me, I think that um, this might be the place where Ivan is from. Oh, just makes because it's actually his. It's uh, this is uh, this is because for me, his theme is actually the town's theme. Oh. oh, really? Yes. Oh my god, you're so on top of it. I never would have noticed so, that. I, I, well, I love that's my favorite song in the uh. soundtrack. So I would instantly recognize it. And so when I first hit Suhala and Ivan's theme played, mm. I was like, what if this is the place where Ivan is actually from? Because if Shiva is from Lalavero, which is a very similar kind of town or uh-huh. area, what if this is where Ivan is? Like where he came from because his theme is playing. And so I just automatically thought about that because it makes sense because it's also near um, Calais, and so I kind of thought about that. <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not. I like that theory. Just... I like that theory a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's pretty much one of those, and it's also very wind based because that's where all you get blown on with the tornadoes and stuff. And so that's why I was like, "Oh my know... god, it's all coming together." <laughs> it's all right these these forward with pictures and string attaching everything yes these <laughs> these farting wind blizzards in the desert were all alluding to ivan <laughs> ivan coming from stuhala <laughs> <laughs> okay you've, you've upgraded suhala in my opinion oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> from from no nothing town to possibly ivan's hometown <laughs> 
right. Well, we'll see. I because you never know. That's so I was like, oh, maybe uh-huh. this is where he's from. The Golden Sun writers are like taking notes, listening to this podcast. I know, yes, right? Excellent, Take notes excellent. For those. <laughs> <laughs> we we just didn't have enough memory to write a song for Sahala, but this is great, right? <laughs> I like it. But after Sahala, you go to Sahala Desert, right? And this is, yeah, this is the tornado desert. So this one doesn't have the heat mechanic like the the <laughs> Lamacan Desert did, which is good. I would be, oh, oh, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's the opposite. It's, it's, it's cold. It's windy. Oh, <laughs> windy. Worst ever. Yeah. Sand in my eyes. Sand everywhere. It's, it gets everywhere. I hate it. Uh, but you have to like step in the tornadoes and then use uh, Mia's douse spell to make them go away so you can pass through oh, these little... really i just actually get caught in the tornado and then i douse it <laughs> i'm like let me spin first and then let me put water on you <laughs> no I, th- I, th- I think you do have to step i stepped in them all anyway i think i tried to like not do it but like i don't think it worked does it work with you dousing it when you're just standing in front of it because i, I never tried to do it i don't think so. <laughs> i think i did try but i don't think it worked i think it wants you to fight the lizard Oh, okay, I, I thought you stepped. I thought you stepped in front of it and like not inside. I oh, was no. like, oh, I didn't know. That. Oh, okay, I was like, what? I thought I was getting maybe, caught in all these tornadoes. Maybe it does, but I didn't. I, I literally got caught in every tornado in this map. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that was storm. Uh, I like. I mean, this dungeon is kind of very similar to the Lunpa dungeon, and that it takes you back. It's very frustrating, but yeah. this one gives you a lot more time, a reaction time. Yeah, it does. You, you know actually not get swept away back to Suhala, which is nice. And I don't know, for me, it's it would have been a very huge, like, meh if the desert would have been the same, because I just hate desert. I hate really, I'm not really fond of desert dungeons in RPGs, actually, because it's very boring. Mm-hmm. But I like that they did change the mechanics of this dungeon, because yeah. I would have been complaining. <laughs> So desert, so desert dungeons are a staple of RPGs, and they're they're never really fun. I mean, I'm thinking about like Beacon L Desert and Final Fantasy X. Not a exciting, oh, yeah. not an exciting place to be. It's not, yeah. Or even, I think Mo, I don't know. Yeah, I think Final Fantasy VII also had one that just went on forever and just repeats. So you can't actually escape that one. I don't think. So you pretty much just yeah, you have to navigate your way through this desert through the sandstorms mm-hmm. some lead the treasure chest i mean honestly it's a very it's a very linear path still because it's just one way i mean yeah. there are dead ends but it's not like excruciating to go through no and so it's not you know it's a very clear path and um the desert's also the place where you can actually a- access crossbone isle if you missed yes. it the first time with the pink tornado um it was funny when i first played this I thought you just used douse on the tornado, and I didn't uh-huh. know it was a mini boss fight. <laughs> so uh-huh. I was sweet. like, "Oh, it's pink! Oh, it's so cute!" <laughs> I know. I was like, "Oh, let me pour water on it and this... see if it works." <laughs> and I see how the battle music comes, and I'm like, "What?" Uh-huh. And I'm like, "I'm about to die." Look at I'm this like, pink what? little tornado. I'm just gonna use my watering can. Oh, it's so cute! Ah, lizard. <laughs> By that, I was like, it, it must be friendly. Uh, maybe I can talk to it. I was like, I don't know what to do. It wasn't menacing. It was opposite of menacing. Yeah, it's misleading. 
<laughs> you can you can either fight the lizard or you can just stay in it and he'll blow you all the way to crossbow and isle right and so that's the only way to get back to the dungeon yeah if you missed it and um but the only thing is though if you do go to crossbow and isle you and you you have to take the tornado back to suhala mm-hmm. And it's then you have to go through the dungeon all over again with the tornadoes. So yep. that was the only kind of annoying part about it. Like, I would honestly suggest if you do Crossbone Isle, do it all in one go. Yeah, and don't get to <laughs> the end of the game like I did, and then have to go all the way back to Lumpa as well as Crossbone Isle because I went through that d- desert so oh. many times. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> fought, so frustrating. Fought so many wind lizards. Yeah, and like I said, it's um, it's not needed. And but it does give you this the cleric ring, which is a very useful item, and that it negates cursed items. Right. Yeah. So you can actually oh, wear this cursed equipment and not have. The yeah. Downside. So if you equip it and equip a cursed item, you're not affected by the curse. You still can't remove the item. Uh-huh. You still have to go to the, the priest to remove the curse. But you can actually use and the cursed weapons are one some of the strongest in the game. Mm-hmm. Like you have um, if even if you clear uh the dungeon. Uh, the crossbone isle dungeon um you battle deadbeard which is pretty much the toughest boss in the game yeah harder than the final boss by the way (laughs) um did you even visit the the island keegan yeah did you i did not you did not i was running out of time so i was like getting through it i i I got as far as getting the gen and then i was like i'm done (laughs) i'm not like no no more no more puzzles for me thank you yeah, it's very. It sucks because I think like the farther you go in, the the more tedious the puzzles get. Mm. And I'm like, I really don't want to do this, but I want I want to get the Muramasa, which is the weapon behind the or behind the final boss, which is right. a really good weapon even in the lost age. Wow. <laughs> so that's why I was like, I, I mean, it's not as it's not as like OP, but it's still pretty good for a cursed weapon. And so I was like, I'm going to get this because it's a good weapon and I could use the experience because the boss gives like 8,000 experience points for defeating it. Wow. Oh yeah. It's very hefty, but it's really hard. Like, um, honestly, like people, there's a, there's always a cheat strategy in golden sun where you use flash and ground repeatedly. Right. Those are the paralyzing ones. Yeah. So you, what you do is, um, you set up the barrier to reduce damage, and then the next turn you'd always use ground, and then it's like you always do the same pattern over and over, and you can defeat anything that way, like even uh, the final boss. But yeah. it's not as fun. Yeah, but it was um, right, and but it's a it's the dead beard itself was a very difficult boss. I think I died once when I was by battling it this time around because mm. I just. I was. I didn't want to do that strategy, but then I oh, ended up doing. You know, like, I, I have no time. I don't think I saw the game over screen in this game. Actually, I don't think I died once. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's did you good, not yeah. die? It's not a very hard game, right? It's. No, like you can beat it in your level. I think you like twenty fives. I think you can even beat the game level twenty five to thirty. Is usually the point like, where people yeah, beat the game. I was like twenty nine thirty. Yeah. What sucks is that um, you get abilities all the way up to level fifty. Really? Yeah, game. I read that afterwards. Oh my god! Like and... the abilities go on for a longer time than I expect them to. Yeah, <laughs> the thing is, I realized I've never seen these spells because I never <laughs> got to that point. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know what they look like. <laughs> the, yeah, I, 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 didn't, I got to like the the 
Mother Earth Gaia spell for Isaac, and I think that's like up to the highest. It's all about level thirty spells that I got to. It's crazy that they go up that high. I wonder if they were just programmed in that way because they knew they were going to do the last stage and knew that this was gonna, you know, possibly carry over. I think so. I, I was I was hoping so. Or maybe some people really do Love grind that. Yeah. that level because the thing is with golden sun there's not really you don't have difficulty difficulty settings either you're just stuck with one difficulty Uh so there's not really an incentive for you to unless you really want to be that op (laughs) (laughs) other than that um i don't really know why you would grind up to level 50 but if you have let us know because i would love to know if anybody (laughs) i think that would take me longer than i wanted to uh, but speaking of the end, I mean, the last little sequence that we go through is really the, the, the very end of the game. And that's, first you go after the desert, uh, you go you go to the Venus Lighthouse, but it's a fake Venus Lighthouse, right? Yeah, it's like the it, exit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's weird that um, Venus Lighthouse is just, um, it's not the entrance, it's somewhere else. Let's uh-huh. put it that way. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. And you actually have to go to the Barbie Lighthouse to really complete the end of the game. Because that leads to yeah. the true Venus Lighthouse, I guess. I, w- I actually thought we were going to hit all the lighthouses in this game. I was kind of surprised when I saw that this oh. was the one. But the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, they totally planned Lost Age. Like, yeah, they must it was they had to, no matter what. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. They- I think, yeah. I think what happened is that they just ran out of memory space because... I can believe that too. They, right, because then since it's just game, this is a Game Boy Advance game, they don't have that much um, memory capabilities. So I, I knew they probably had to split the game in half. Yeah, yeah. not to mention and, 2001. That's pretty early in the lifespan of the GBA, right? It is, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and not you know, we, like I said, there's so many things going on. In Golden Sun, like um, like I said, the mind read and all the di- so many texts. So much memory and space that people just might not see <laughs> right right that's the sad part is like um you kind of like like you know if you're not really into that you'll never really get to know, like it's it's just unused and stuff but yeah. uh mind reading is like one thing but did you guys like ever just randomly cast halt on random people because like they usually say something like a one word like why no why no, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah they have like their own little individual text for if you've halted them. oh my gosh i didn't know yeah, that yeah. i never did that yeah yeah, no. But I do like about these lighthouses is that they are very, um, they stick to their themes a lot. Like you had Mercury with the water mm-hmm. and you had to walk on the water mm-hmm. and go up the waterfall with Venus. Mm-hmm. The entrance is under, like through the earth itself. And um, yeah. And so that's why um, I really like how they characterize each of the locations i guess yeah. like it it doesn't feel like you're visiting it's not it doesn't feel like it's the same thing over and over again um with the lighthouses and I'm, i mean at this point you you can surmise that jupiter and mars have different mechanics as well mm-hmm. and so um that's what i really found interesting like venus lighthouse i will say is my least favorite of the lighthouses okay <laughs> i just hate the dungeon area i just i don't like the dungeon design of venus lighthouse in general it's just very bland there's all you have to do is move stuff around really yeah did you struggle with the statue one uh keegan that i did it was like all these colored statues and you have to arrange them in the right order and it's like violet 
needs to be southwest of me, and oh, right. green needs no. to be to the east. Exactly. To be honest with you, I don't even know what violet is. No, I've never I don't, seen that color I've in never my seen life. that color. So I, I would think know. it's darker than blue, but that's it. <laughs> uh, uh, it give me like if, the, if it's like yellow, red, and blue, I can work with that. But when it's like, all right, there's the periwinkle statue, <laughs> here's the green statue, and this is the uh, rust colored statue. I'm like, all right, it's called mauve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so the the babulet house like it's quite ugly i think compared to that oh, yeah. houses. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very much like supposed to be a demonstration of how ugly like our man-made structures are towards these like ethereal just like babby yeah just like i, I was gonna say that too it was gonna oh my god you guys, you guys are way harsh way harsh ty <laughs> he deserves it he was mean. He made come on slavery, pretty much. Yeah, yeah no. And Lally Vero, where Babby Lighthouse is, is like the hometown of a character that we pretty much just meet in this area, and that's it. And that's Sheba. We hear about her from yeah. uh, Iodem a bit earlier, but like she's from this town. She's been kidnapped by Satoros and Minardi, which is the first time I think we've mentioned them this episode because there isn't. You don't really see them. Until this no, point. you're just chasing them the no. whole time. Yeah, yeah you're because you're chasing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's very interesting how the game only has like three main, I'd say, like four, three or four like main plot points, and everything else is just dungeon and puzzles and moving to place to place and seeing the town and the sites and building the world rather than the actual the the main story of the game. Um, so yeah, you don't see Satoris and Mar- Minardi until you get to the very top of the the Venus Lighthouse again, and they've kidnapped. Sheba, who is a Jupiter adept, <clears throat> but, yeah. So they need her because they've figured out that each of these lighthouses needed someone from that specific clan to open them. <clears throat> you need like they needed Alex probably opened the, the Mercury lighthouse for them. And yeah, we say are we saying Felix is the Earth adept in this one? Is the yeah Venus? Felix, uh, Felix is the. I don't know if they revealed it in this one. I can though. only assume because they said that you've got one Mercury and two yeah, Mars. Just, yeah. so Felix must be the the Venus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, but Felix, when you get to the top of the tower, Felix seems to be in a a fight with Saturos and Minardi. They're, they're, the 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 alliance is breaking down a bit because Felix wants to rescue Sheba. They've, they've developed some sort of kinship over their journey. It, well, I think it's just because Felix... Well, because Sheba has nothing to do with the journey itself, uh-huh. you know? Because she wasn't really supposed to be part of it. She they only... They, I don't know, they only took her because... Well, they first they just took her because they, they found her stranded, but uh, they took her in because they, like you said, they found out that the Jupiter Lighthouse needs... A Jupiter adept, mm-hmm. and Shiva is that adept. Mm-hmm. So it's like she's being forced into the journey without having a say in it, which is why Felix is so adamant about no, you need to let her go because she, this isn't her choice. Yeah, it's really like, hard to say about what happened on this side of the path because, like, we don't see it, right? We have no idea mm-hmm. what Felix has been like during this entire game, really, because we only right. see, we only nope. see him a couple of times. Yeah. Um, and so yeah it's also uh you 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 try and like do a trade with 
Satoru Seminardi for Shiba, and that's to the Shaman Rod, mm-hmm. who, who, which they call the Rod of Vesperia, which must be where the Jupiter Lighthouse is, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. And um, they need that to open the lighthouse as well, I think. I'm not sure about that one. Mm. You'll find out. I'll find out. Okay. Okay, now, you, now you're not spoiling the Lost Age. Last episode, it was all about spoiling the Lost Age. I know. Age. I was like, I need to learn my... I need to, like, not. But I was like, trying, I'm, I'm biting my tongue right now, you guys. I'm like... <laughs> okay, I'll talk to Keegan then. Yeah, that's right. I'm like, uh, I can't say anything. You no comments. Uh, Keegan, since uh, Triss is like bursting at the seams wanting to spoil everything, what did you, what did you think about these scenes at the top of the lighthouse? Uh, Satoros pulled some... Classic BS kid on the school ground thing. Because uh, uh, what is it that he says exactly? I'm trying to remember. He says if they give him uh, the rod, then uh, Shiba won't come to harm. Yes. Right. Exactly yeah, I think that's exactly. And then they give him the rod. He said, Well, I didn't say I was going to let her go. Just yeah. not going to hurt her. It's like, dude. Yeah, come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a total, it's a total uh, it's a childish move that he feels well and never officially said those words. So, yeah. Like, <laughs> Does it matter? There's not an official contract being written here, Satoros. You know what we mean. Yeah. <laughs> well, officially, we're about to beat the crap out of you, Satoros, yeah. so let's do this. So, here we go. Uh, and this is the point where you fight Satoros and Minardi, right? These are these two are, I suppose, the second to last boss separately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, they're, they're the, well, yeah, I mean, they're the final boss in yeah. different forms. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they have the two phases. Uh huh. Yeah. How did you guys find this fight? I thought it was one of the 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 tougher fights. That was oh the fusion dragon. Yeah, he was. I, I almost died to him because he used the move called outer space. Oh yeah, outer space. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't find it too difficult. Uh-huh. I just. Uh... I think it's because I didn't fight the dead beard guy. So this was like the toughest fight that I had been in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty, yeah. Like, honestly, like I, people, people are saying, once you beat Deadbeard, honestly, you're set for the, for the final uh-huh. boss. Cause it's, I never um, that. Yeah. And so, no, I mean, it wasn't that bad. Outer space was a, what I did was I ended up setting, like I kind of made sure everyone had some water of life to revive everybody just in case. Uh-huh. Yeah. But other than that, like, um, I don't know. It wasn't that bad of a fight because yeah. um i did get everyone's ultimate weapons though because i did i i did farm for the items that were the weapons from the drops from the monsters that were like mm-hmm. the best mm-hmm. like i got i did get the blessed mace for mia ah. and the kikimonoji for ivan so it was um i don't know for me i was kind of at this you, point. You, you were set yeah i wasn't doing yeah, I, was I, I, I wasn't doing myself many favors i was all monoclass I had just like shot bought equipment. <laughs> I grinded zero percent. <laughs> and I was just like, I right. read, yeah. Uh, but I was, it's I, funny you're talking about the mono class. Uh huh. Oh, I was gonna say, cause I went back to playing mono class. Oh, did <laughs> and I was you? like, I can't. I was I I couldn't keep track of like which gin is gonna cause me to lose which spells. Yeah. So just like I need to simplify this for my own brain. Right. It's just simpler to be mono class. It's for dumb people, I think. It's <laughs> it's like <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I beat the game with mono class too, because I was like, I don't wanna keep track of everything. I can't Yeah. I can't do this and um Yeah, so Yeah, the, the yeah. and then it's just it's just a typical boss fight and then I guess mm-hmm. Minardi and Sutter's D-Fusion, ha! And they uh, fall down 
the lighthouse itself. Going back a bit, actually, now I just thought about it, is something that I found interesting. Is uh, I think I don't know. I think was it Minardi who said that lighting the Jupiter lighthouse is the same as lighting the Mars lighthouse, and I didn't understand that. I'm assuming it's something to do with the lost age. I know they did say it. They said it's because um, there is a uh, kind of like a close relationship with Venus and Mars, and um, right. so that's why if they gain, they don't. It's not like the same as lighting. I don't think it's the same as lighting the Mars because if it was the Mars lighthouse, he'd be dead. Let's be real. Yeah. Except for Garrett. Um, but the thing is, they don't realize that one. I'm like, I, honestly, when they said that, I was like, you guys gotta chill. I am a Venus adept. <laughs> So the, the one who's I, getting I, all the power here is me. Like, yeah. no, they had like <laughs> I don't two, know what you're thinking. They had like two separate things. Like, I think Minardi said the Jupiter lighthouse is the same as lighting the Mars lighthouse, but also later I think they say that the Venus lighthouse powers up Mars adepts because there's a symbiotic relationship. There's like two different instances. Of... Oh, I didn't, I didn't catch that Jupiter one. I don't yeah. remember. So I don't. Yeah. yeah. Did you know? Did you catch that, Keegan? Or am I making that up? I don't remember. Uh, I remember the Venus and Mars symbiotic uh-huh. relationship part, okay. but the Jupiter one, I'm <laughs> not recalling that much. Yeah, I don't remember reading that one, because that would have caught me off guard, because I'm like, no, it's not. Uh, well, if I if I look back in the scene and it, it happened, I'll let you guys know, and if it didn't happen, we'll okay. pretend it's never happened, okay? I never, okay. <laughs> I never well, said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, the thing is, um, it's weird, because uh, you'll... I don't know if you guys are starting to get the idea of what happens when the lighthouses get lit. I mean, it kind of touched upon it with Mercury and then, you know, the water, the water fountain, the fountain of whatever, the Hermes mm-hmm. water came. And then the Earth one, the ground shook and it split itself. Yeah, okay. Can we talk about the splitting of the tower? That was the cleanest split re- sort of forming that I've ever seen. It's like, <laughs> she, I know, right? It's so bad that Sheba like falls off the tower and then. Felix has to Felix, dive in yeah. the sea after her. The whole tower looks like it's going to fall. Apparently the foundations are disappearing. So that's like a bit of big like, crack. And then just for a split spec- second, it just goes Doop! and all of a sudden the lighthouse is perfectly fine again. <laughs> How does that work? I, I, I mean, it's, uh, uh, it's going to be Yeah, it just rejoins like a Lego. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's, well, it's, it's made, it's made a Lego! House, oh my god. The Venus house at Lighthouse is made a Lego. And after that, it's kind of odd. They talk about stuff that they saw at the lighthouse when they're back in... At Lillivero. Yeah, Lillivero. But, like, they didn't show it. I was like, why did you not show this happening? But instead they're just talking about it. And they're they're talking to... I ran out of budget. Yeah, it must have been something like that, right? It's like, oh, we saw a misty island out in the sea. Oh, yeah, I know. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, I was like, when? I didn't see that. Like oh, but uh, off screen, off screen. It's like what's okay. And, right. We put in too many halt and mind read lines, so uh, yeah, we're kind of in corners here. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's like why did we focus so much on halt? It's like no one does it anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and that's they just tell you. Yeah, sort yeah. of setting up the second game, right? It's like they're going oh, yeah, to, they're going to head towards Lemuria, but also sort of continue their quest and go into the, the lighthouses and also trying to get... Because Felix has the elemental stars now, right? Or stars. Yeah, he has, well, he has one of them. He yeah. has the Jupiter. Because Mercury and uh, Venus have been used now. Yeah, yeah, because he has the Jupiter. And I think they were trying... See, this is what I didn't get. You know when Satoris was like, um, 
bartering for Shiva. He could have been like, hey, give me the Shaman's Rod and the Mars Star. Right. Like, it's not a very good negotiator, like, is it? Were you not, you're right. <laughs> I was like, were you not thinking, Saturos, negotiate that? Because I thought about it, and I'm like, wait. Yeah. Maybe why, she, why are you not asking for that? Maybe he just knew we'd never go for that one. Maybe it's too a step yeah, too far. We've well, never agreed to maybe. that. It's kind of interesting because you get do get to go to... um. You're back in Lalivero. You you're kind of limited where you go in the area, and then Item talks with you. Mm-hmm. You get your ship. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very like you get the the black orb, which right raises this ship that Babby has that apparently Satoru and Minardi also have a copy of. I, I was confused about that. I think it's just this way that I think they only use one ship model. Uh, right, okay. It's the exact same ship, anyway. <laughs> it's also, I know, like, those in-world ships, I should say. They have different ships, but in, I mean... Um, yeah, it's the same sprite. Overworld yeah. ships. Yeah. Overworld ships, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's um, The thing is, um, I don't even know if you noticed this, but um, the Venus Lighthouse did affect the world in that the continents are shifting now. Oh, since I did it's, not it was the world. Yeah, because well, you know how the end with um, yeah. Jenna and Green and floating, right? Right. So I, did, I thought happened. that was just like weird. I was like, these writers don't know how islands work. They don't float. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you remember they were they were they said that they were on the continent of Itojima Ido, or something, some, uh-huh. or the area of Itojima. Ido, but happens now since the Venus lighthouse was lit, and that's the Earth lighthouse. Uh-huh. Everything is shifting right. in the world, mm, and that's where it ends. Yes, it ends, it ends on Creden and Jenna washed up on this floating island, and then mm-hmm. Alex comes over. I mean, Jenna and Creden don't seem to be getting along very well in that little moment, and then Alex kind of comes and uh, breaks it up, and leads them towards Felix and Shiva. <laughs> yeah, oh wow, Felix well, and Shiva. Kind of huh. Yeah, and they've got a full <laughs> roster. Just maybe yeah. lined up for maybe future games, <laughs> or you know, just hypothetically, maybe a party has formed or something. Mm-hmm, maybe, 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 maybe right? I can't say anything. I can't ruin this for you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this one's but, pretty obvious. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, imagine it's not. Imagine no, it's, saying, it's like Babby and Donpa and Todonpa. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Donpa, Boy, and Dora. That's, oh, that's it oh my right. god dora could you... yes four. yes she's probably the most powerful one. Oh yeah <laughs> yeah i will say this um not, it's not as what you expect it to be in the law in the last stage let's just i'm gonna give give you guys that it's not okay. fully what it's gonna be let's put i'll okay. put it that way well, that's good. And I like to I like to be little surprises you know since i played the lost age already i want to know what you what you both expect, or what? What, what do you want from the sequel? Okay. Since I already played, so I'll Can ask you, you guys that. First, or will I go first? Well, um, okay. So for me, I definitely like to see more of uh, the quote-unquote other party, if you will, uh-huh. because mm-hmm. let's be honest, I love our adepts, our adepts in this game, but I feel like there's so much more story given to the other characters, right? Yeah. You know. Because, like, once Ivan and Mia join your party, it's kind of like... Well, I'm sorry. Ivan does definitely have a lot more to him. But mm-hmm. Mia, Garrett, and Isaac, kind of... They're a little... 
yeah, planned, the, they're done. You like when they get them, that's their like stories done. And the other party seems to be doing so much more interesting stuff. It has this yeah. interesting like dynamic between them, where it's like enemies but friends, but allies. It's really interesting. You like, I want to see what's happening with them. So I thought, <laughs> like, yeah, I'd love. I that. definitely want to hear more from Jenna. Like, <laughs> right. her brother has just appeared. You know, like who uh-huh. she thought was dead for years. Like we get a little bit of it, but. There's got to be more conversations between the two of them, you know? Yeah, you'd hope so. <laughs> also, I hope Creighton disappears in, like, the first five minutes. <laughs> I don't know how true that is. I just want him gone. He's the final boss, remember? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah. aside from that, uh, I like the gameplay itself. I kind of hope there's a bit more with the class system. Uh, you know, just spit more death from it. But other than that, as long as it keeps going the way it's going, I think I'll be content. Okay. Uh, All right. So, Leon, what do you think? Mm, what do you want? What do I want? Uh, I mean, I do like the game like a lot. The gameplay is pretty solid. I would like um, more variety in the battle, I feel like. Because towards the end, I feel like I was just follow, going through the motions a lot. I felt like there wasn't yeah. much to the battle system at that point. I don't know how likely that is to change it since I'm thinking that The Lost Age is more of just a part two rather than like a sequel sequel. Um, but um, more story stuff I'm interested in. I'm interested to see what all this lighthouse stuff means. What's the very... what? What's the, 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 well, the, the eyeball rock guy? What's he all about? What's the what's happening in Lemuria? What what's what's all? How is it all being tied together? You know, what's, mm-hmm. what's happening with Ivan? I agree on your points and what you guys want. Uh-huh. When I first played it, I felt the same. I think the thing is, I didn't have to wait because I literally just played through both. And like, <laughs> I played through both games in like two weeks. Wow, so, Jeez, man. that's a lot well, of I puzzles. Was, I was. I was still in school. I was still younger, so yeah. <laughs> I didn't have to do be an adult. <laughs> being an adult so. is the worst. I'm definitely excited to see what, what we're going to do going forward, and I do hope we play it on the podcast, because it's always fun talking about games with other people, and you guys have been so great to talk about. I feel like we've had a great laugh talking about these this game together. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's I never had, I never had bashed um, Creighton or Babby this hard with somebody before. So <laughs> finally, people who understand. I know. I'm like, finally, people who get my frustration with these characters. <laughs> Thanks so much for spending your time with me, guys, talking about this game. It's been great fun. We finally reached the end. I feel like we talked so long about these games and like it just goes to show how well crafted they are. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean I love Golden Sun and I was I'm really glad that I got to experience your um your first time with the game. Yeah. I, I it's one of those games that I love showing people that are interested in RPGs or JRPGs just because um it's not perfect you know but it kind of really introduces a lot of jrpg aspects to those that one aren't familiar with it it's Mm -hmm. like here's turn-based here's class systems here's the story you know it's very it's very jrpg centric and uh it's very it's true to its form but Mm -hmm. it's also very interesting at the same time because it teases you in so many ways 
yeah, it's definitely a good introductory JRPG, I'd say, and it's without a doubt. Yeah, it's it's also you know it's good for kids. There's nothing bad in here that I think you can give this to very young kids and oh yeah, they could play it. I mean, the some puzzles might trip them up, but it's fun for kids. They like doing that sort of stuff. Uh, but yeah. um, a quick question: Would you guys let's say that um, Camelot ever decides to do this, but they need to make a fourth one first before they do this? Right. Would you guys ever want um, Golden Sun to be remade? into like a 3d type thing like how you know 3d world bigger mm. like like maybe kind of like Xen- like i don't want to say xenoblade but like that kind of style would oh. you prefer that or would you want to just keep it 2d maybe i think i think I like it 2d i think it works in 2d for me personally i think i'd like to see it definitely remade for like another handheld system i would mm-hmm. say i'd like to mm-hmm. necessarily see it on a PS4, 5, whatever generation that would be on, you know, that sort of powerhouse. I think it suits its little handheldness. It's very, it's a very easy game to pick up and play, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I would say I'd, I'd prefer 2D. What about you, Keegan? Uh, I think I have to go the same way. I think it could work in 3D, mm-hmm. but I think it would need to really... Because it's been a while since we've had a new Golden Sun, so I really think it would need to get back to its roots and build up mm. a reputation again and get some new fans into it and then make a big push into 3d. That'd be interesting. At least that's how I feel. I think it could totally work. I think there's a lot of fun synergy that could happen in a three dimensional environment Yeah, I'd that like, we just can't yeah. see in a 2d one, you know? Oh, uh, what am I? Th- oh, I'm thinking a lot of uh, the legend of Zelda breath of the wild with like the oh, um, yeah. mm. things like that. Like, that's a big vision in my mind, just picking up things and throwing them right. around. Wouldn't that be interesting? Yeah, because like Zelda kind of uses like if you think of it, the tablets as sort of like psi energy, it's kind of like similar. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is true. Yeah, it's kind of if you just like change the wording around, it's very similar. Anyway, we really should wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for joining me, and thank you listeners for listening to Drone On. Um, <laughs> it's been excellent. Uh, next week we have a special Pokemon themed episode which sounds absolutely delightful and after that is a food related episode talking about all the various foods and cuisines and RPGs which just sounds like it's going to make me hungry uh, I'm already hungry <laughs> also I haven't had lunch yet <laughs> <laughs> and then the the game series we're going to be playing in December is 999, 9 hours, 9 persons, 9 doors. I might have mixed up the order of what that title is, but you get the point. And after that, in January, I believe it's a Kingdom Hearts episode, which I, yes. which I know is much requested. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People have been asking for that one for a long time. And uh, if you want to give us feedback or recommend any games to us or what we should play or episode ideas. We're all ears. If you email us at retro at rpgfan.com, we read our emails religiously. Well, Solosi does. I don't get to see them. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not allowed access to that. <laughs> uh, but we also have RPG fan forums. We have social media. We have Twitter, Facebook. We have a Discord server, which yours truly runs. Uh, with help of some other people and we have an Instagram and we have a sister podcast Random Encounter Um, and we also have, it's not running right now but uh, we also have uh, Rhythm Encounter which is our music based podcast which is 
one of people request that to come back all the time because it's super good it's really informative it's great to listen to and it's really well done so check that out um review us on itunes google play whichever other podcasts you uh providers you have reviewers we'd love to see your feedback um and let's go for our own like personal social medias uh keegan do you have any social media you want to plug Oh, yeah. The most um, active I'm on is on Twitter. You can find me there at Kaylee Brand. Uh, I tweet a lot about video games and my feelings. I cry a lot on no. there. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I'm on a bit of a Mega Man kick, so if you want to see my thoughts about the games, step on by there. Oh, great. And what about you, Tris? Any social media you want to plug? You can always reach me at Discord on at their 40s, so reach me there. And I- I'm on discord at star mongoose i'm the one with the little crown and the cute pink title uh, <laughs> pink. Uh, it's deceiving you guys it's pink i mean I'm, people tell me it's pink i hope it's pink <laughs> and you can it's also get me lizard. yeah <laughs> you can also get me on twitter at star mongoose thank you for listening goodbye <laughs>